0: Hey everyone, this is Chris Ryan from The Ringer. As many of you have heard by now, we lost a treasured colleague and friend over the weekend. Jonathan Charks passed away on Saturday. John was 34, he leaves behind a wife and a son, and we are obviously mourning his loss and sending all of our love to his family right now. If you go to ringer.com slash Jonathan Charks, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-T-J-A-R-K-S, you will find a memorial page for John, which has links to his GoFundMe that benefits his family and the amazing writing he did throughout his experience. I encourage you to go there, and if you can, please support the Sharks family. Briefly, I will just say that John was among the first people that we hired to work for The Ringer, so he was instrumental in defining the voice and perspective of the site. He has as much to do with what this place is as anyone else. And throughout his experience with cancer, John communicated eloquently about the challenges he was facing, both through his writing and his podcasting. You could never stop john from talking about his passions it's one of the things i loved about him over the last few months you know whenever we would talk whenever i would reach out to see how he was doing i would try to keep it very john focused and the next thing i knew we would be talking about james harden or better call saul he really loved this stuff uh he loved talking about it celebrating it debating it illuminating it we're gonna keep putting out our pods and writing while we grieve but we wanted to let folks know that John was in our hearts and that his family was in our thoughts. Thanks for listening.
1: This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to Your Happy Price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm back with Callie. Callie, hello. <sighs>
2: Hi. I'm not sure if we should be excited about this segment. <laughs> it's an emergency segment because of how depressed everyone is about to be.
1: Yeah, seriously. I guess some people consider this a spoiler. So here's your spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear it, skip ahead to when Tracy joins. Um, there sh- it should be in the notes. You can hit the timestamp if you're listening on Spotify, which you should. Reality Steve reported, and then Variety seemed to confirm, that Zach, the vanilla wafer, who is (laughs) incredibly boring and uh, I just don't care about, is reported to be the next Bachelor.
2: I just don't get it. Like, I literally... They have to... like, Like, Bachelor Nation, the franchise has to pay attention to, like, Bachelor Nation's response to people, right? Like, I have not seen a single person be like, oh, my God, I love Zach. Do so I think he's, like, better than average-looking guy? Sure. Uh, barely? Not my, like, just not, above not my, average? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not my above. type. Not my type, but I can see someone thinking that he is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, He's definitely not bad-looking. So, no. like.
1: Handsome, sure.
2: But yeah. But, like, Swipe right what? on
1: the dating app if you get Zach, Sure
2: probably not for me but most people probably i would say like 75% of people are for sure swiping right yes yes agree that's a that's a pretty good number
3: <laughs> yeah, right <hi. laughs>
2: yeah. um but that's it that's all i got there's nothing else about him that i'm interested in i even found like the way that he broke up with um rachel rachel like was just like not like, it did, gave me zero emotion. He could have been way harder on her. I'm glad he wasn't, but he could have been way harder on her. Um, like, it, there's just nothing there. Like, I don't get what they're seeing.
1: Me neither. He's, I, I really don't get it. So, Zach, like, his defining moments are, like, he had the 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 movie date with Rachel, which I thought was, like, honestly one of the worst dates in the history of the show. And then they watched home videos on, like, um I think his hometown. And I'm just like, This tells me that Zach does not have a lot to offer in the present because like, we're not like doing fun things with him and she clearly wasn't into him. I don't know. Like, there's just not a lot to like about Zach. Like, he's just, I don't really hate him, but I didn't have opinions about him. And I think the the worst thing is like, we weren't really talking about him until now because we were like, he can't be the bachelor. Are you kidding? No way.
2: No, but also like in before our last episode, when we recorded before any of this was, um, out. Yeah. Out. Yeah. I literally said we should just skip this part. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like I know. And to your point, the fact that we have nothing good or nothing bad to say about him is frankly terrible. Like he I gave know. us nothing to talk about. And I'm like, I would rather hate someone. Give me Tino as bachelor. Like that, I don't think I, I hate Tino, but I, I dislike him. But like, at least I would have some sort of connection emotionally to him. I have nothing I know. for Zach. I don't care about him. We could never see him on this franchise again, which I think we even said that on our episode. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> would it matter?
1: That's such a good point. I would definitely rather hate the lead. Like, I'd rather hate them. Like, I was like, I hate Ari. Why is he the lead? But it was kind of fun making fun of him. And when you hate someone, either with good reason or no reason, it's like just kind of a lot, a lot more to discuss. But like Zach inspires nothing.
2: Nothing. Also, I know, I don't think people would admit this, but I'm going to. Usually, if you hate someone, you're interested in them. Yes. Like, There's a reason why people like stalk people they dislike. Like, I see you looking (laughs) at my page. You hate me, but you're looking at my page. Like there's so many like TikToks and Instagram memes about it. But it's like, yeah, because I'm still like slightly interested in what you're doing. I want to make sure you're doing worse than me. I would never check. Zach. I don't think I ever have Zach's Instagram or TikTok. I don't care. I know. And I think you lose viewers by picking someone that no one cares about.
1: I totally agree. I think it's a huge mistake. I mean, I was thinking about, like, what they could have done. I think a problem here is that they didn't get the chance to do – Paradise hasn't aired yet. And, like, when Nick Vial became The Bachelor, it was off the back of him doing Paradise. And I think they're really screwed by this schedule because, like, let's say Andrew had a great – Andrew asked, like, had a great turn on Paradise, which I expect. Or Justin, for that matter. Like, they can't be Bachelor because we haven't seen that yet. Also, it would be a spoiler for Paradise which sucks because I just feel like there's so many guys that maybe we'll care about based on paradise that can't be the bachelor. And so it's actually like a huge, it's it's a huge problem. I think this is like absolute worst case scenario. I absolutely would have preferred Nate in like a somewhat, I don't know, like quote unquote problematic. I don't think it would have been that bad. I just like, can't we go back? I to think Nate?
2: no. people are over that. Like, I don't even think people care about that anymore. It's done. It's over with everyone's moved on. I agree with you. Like, the timing isn't ideal. But even with this timing, I could name 10 guys that I care about <laughs> more than... I mean, first of all, I can, I can name probably 50 in the franchise that I care about more than Zach. But, like, I can name 10 guys that would have been great.
1: Yeah. I, I will say, like, if we're choosing between Avon and Zach, I feel like Zach seems more emotionally unstable. And so maybe that's why they chose him over Avon. Because Zach seems like based on how he was like, you know, so upset after their overnight and like the way he kind of like called her character into question. I'm like, could he be messy? Like even doesn't seem like he would be, even though I absolutely prefer him as a human. But like, that's the only thing I can really come up with, which I'm like, maybe Zach's like unstable and they think he'll make for a good dramatic bachelor as a result.
2: Okay, maybe. But like, I feel like I'm trying to think of like another bachelor other than the person that's coming into my head, but like Matt, for example, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that he was like making unstable decisions. They were throwing everything at him to make him do something, but he was hot enough that the women were just so into him that that made it a little chaotic, right? Yeah. Is good looking enough and a good good enough guy? Like he checks a lot of boxes that I feel like you could get women that are obsessed with him.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. I,
2: I just it's- I just don't I don't I don't I don't I don't get this. Also, you have like tons of guys from Katie season. You have all of Michelle's guys who haven't been on anything. I know. I know. Like even Brandon, who I hated, I would have prefer I would have preferred. But- I didn't even hate. I did. I did not hate Brandon, but like. There's not, that's not even a discussion. Brandon wins 10-0 against Zach. I know.
1: Zach is probably at the very end of my long list. Like, I just, I would be happy to never see Zach again, as previously discussed. Not even happy. I would not even notice. His absence would not be noticeable.
2: Yeah, it, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be noticeable. Also, like, I don't want this, which I think we have said multiple times, but just being clear. Like, I don't have anything bad to say about Zach. Like, it's not like he's a bad person. I actually think he seems like a pretty great guy. Seems like a very, like, normal, great guy, whatever.
1: Looking for marriage. My problem is that
2: I don't hate him and I don't love him. So I just don't (laughs) care. Not caring is annoying and it's not someone you want to see on TV. Zach, you're too, like, vanilla to be good TV. I
1: agreed. I just also, What he likes about Rachel, I have no idea. And I have to say the coffee moment really stuck out for me. I understand they probably were feeling really awkward because their overnight date was so awkward. But like Zach's like earnestness and talking about how much he loves coffee, that's a deal breaker for me. And I just don't want to have to sit through many (laughs) earnest Zach conversations about like things he's allegedly passionate about.
2: I mean, this is (laughs) when I saw the news, I was like, there's no way this can be real.
1: I know. Like, there's no way that
2: Juliet and I are going to have to talk about this man for months. There's no way.
1: I know it's personal for us. (laughs) It's like, and I took that personally. Michael Jordan meme.
2: (laughs) Is there? Is that's literally how I felt when you said, "No, I think it is real." Is (laughs) it hasn't started filming yet? We know that. So, is there a chance that with everyone coming out and being like, "What"? There's definitely a chance. Yes, there's
1: definitely a chance. So I think everyone should start tweeting at at Mike Flights and just tell them we don't want this. This is just not. This is not what we're looking for. Zach is not it. And, and the words of Tyler no. Cameron at the end of his season with Tyler with Canna Brown. This ain't it.
2: Tyler single. Come on. I know. I'm sure Tyler's price is way way too high. Sign I, him up. But like Greg would be great. Yeah, sure. Even, like,
1: I don't know, there's plenty of people even from Manhattan's season. Like, there's just ton- Greg would be awesome, but, like, I would even take Blake Moynes, who... I would, Pete, I would Pete, take Blake. Me, too. He's would, a weirdo. I would
2: take Blake. He's,
1: like, also, super sexual. I'd take, Blake, like, I'd sexual. take like, That'd be interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Also, I think he's... I liked him. Remember, I was, like, a big yeah, fan yeah. of his.
1: You were. He seems like a nice guy. He's so not for me, but I would definitely prefer him to Zach.
2: To Zach. Yeah, me, too. Also... I don't know if they can do this, but I would love Nate from Michelle season.
1: Me too. Yeah. Agreed. If he's on the table, let's go with that. Yeah. That would be awesome. He seems like a, like a, a nice guy too. I mean, maybe his breakup was questionable, but I'm into it. Anyone but
2: Zach. Um, I can't remember this guy's name. Um, which is obviously not a great sign and I'd still prefer him to Zach, um, the guy that was on Michelle's season, white guy, big eyes, brown hair. Did he
1: have a sit? Okay, a oh, on Michelle's
2: season, mm-hmm. hmm. he made it like pretty far.
1: Rick, I think you're talking about Rick. The guy Rick, his,
2: that is who I'm talking about.
1: The guy with his head on the plate. Yeah, he could have been fine. Or what about Rodney? He seemed wonderful. I mean, great. Is Rodney
2: not on paradise? Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Actually. Also, he was just brought back up um, on Nate's podcast, saying like he's the one who uh, he talked to with yeah. his like through his breakup with Michelle. Like, there's some relevancy there. He's he's in that little group of guys that's literally everywhere all the time.
1: I know this is a huge Ugh. mistake. So everybody, tweet at Mike Fleiss. tell him we do not want Zach because we don't want Zach. No, thank you. <laughs> it's not good, people. We need we need to do something about this. So please tweet at Mike Flights. Callie, you and I, we're watching the finale together. It's three
2: hours on Tuesday. So
1: it's hope you're-
2: three hours? I
1: know, shoot me in the face. I'll come over late so we can skip through some commercials. Um,
2: um yeah, also like I won't be able to watch till like probably eight thirty nine. Great. But- Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 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 we'll oh, we'll my be back God. on Tuesday
1: night. I'm now gonna talk to my friend Tracy Thomas. She's the host of the Stacks podcast, and we are gonna talk about Dino
2: i distraught.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. State Farm.
1: I have my my internet friend who I've met one time, Tracy yeah. Thomas from The Stacks. Hi, Tracy.
3: Hi. I'm very honored to be here. Big Bachelor Party fan from a, uh, for a long really time. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Also,
1: Tracy's a big reader, and she hosts a podcast about books called The Stacks. Check it out. Yeah, um, please. I wanted to tell you that I've, I've been engaging with nonfiction, but only okay. in the car as audiobooks, but I'm listening to a really good one right now. Which one? Um, uh, it's called Kingdom of Ice by Hampton Sides. It's I don't know really that. it's really good. My mom recommended it to me. It's three years old. Um, okay. it's about uh explorers who go who are looking for the North Pole and get stuck oh. in ice. If you've watched The Terror, it's related yeah. to that. It's really good. It's like okay. American. It's like the world Europeans knew, and Americans knew nothing about the globe in, in the 1870s. And man, do they get in trouble. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, That sounds amazing.
3: I read some fiction. I read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow.
1: Someone just recommended that to me like
3: two days ago. Was it good? I didn't love it. But as okay. you know, I don't love fiction. Yeah. It's about friends. I think you like books about friends. I do. Yeah, I do. Okay, cool. I think I think you should read it. I think you'd read it fast. It's a quick read. Most people love it. I, of course, was like, I find issues. I'm, I'm having some issues with contemporary literary
1: fiction. I'm just like a little burnt out on it. So right now I'm reading City of God by E.L. Doctorow, which literally like probably no one else on the planet is right now. So it feels great. You're the only one today. Yeah, I think I might be. Um, (laughs) This is a great transition, Tracy. I wanted you to come on the podcast because you DM me. I'm just gonna read it Um, earlier today. (laughs) No, I was. Don't worry about it. I won't post the. I won't post it. (laughs) I was in um, Whole Foods when I read this, and I was like, "Huh, good point." Here's what Tracy said to me at 10.01 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> Do you think the reason the t- Tino totally flipped is that whatever happened after the show informs how they're editing him? Like, they know he becomes a villain, so they have to show us that side of him so that Rachel will look good? Because they were giving him a great edit, and then they just stopped. They this were. is a great point. I was going to steal this point, but instead of stealing it, here you are. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for the edit. When would you say Tino... Flipped. Callie said earlier in the week that it was like the baby back bitch moment. Definitely
3: baby back bitch week for sure. And so that was on the cruise. It was on the cruise. And I think it was right after the Paris date, like Mm -hmm. the week after the Paris date. And that was like, we love Tino. I mean, Tino was looking hot. It was rainy. They were snuggled up. They were having a great time. Rachel seemed lovely. He seemed lovely. And then all of a sudden, Tino... Very Just, upset about the cheese, very upset <laughs> about not getting the group date rose, even though he won the cheese thing. And I feel like Baby Back Bitch was like, if it was a movie, it would be like, dun-dun-dun, and then the whole thing would like flip, you know?
1: It's like the third act, and it's like a horror movie, and Tino's yes. going to get
3: murdered or something exactly. like
1: that. He's no he's going to murder everybody else. <laughs> All right, he's going to murder everyone, because he's our uh, Patrick Bateman, American Psycho. Exactly. Um, I also... I'm not proud of myself. This season, I've focused a lot on everyone's appearance and aesthetics, but I just want to blame that on the fact that there's not a lot of other meat (laughs) to really dig into. But I will say, along those lines, and forgive me for being shallow, I feel like Tino started looking worse on the show. I felt like his— And so, I felt like his physical appearance started to, like, just devolve. Like, he looked, like, sweaty and messy, and, like, he was having breakouts. And so— a generous person might be like, oh, well, he was in love and he was really stressed and he was like having a hard time. <laughs> but I don't know if I'm a generous person. I, it's it's really hard to tell like who this guy is. And like if you were just describing this season of The Bachelor to someone,
3: like how would you describe Tino? Okay. I found your, uh, was it Patrick Bateman? Patrick the guy Bateman. From, from I American found that Lego. to be yeah. very apt, especially <laughs> this week. He had a moment this week where I was like, oh, Rachel, you've got to literally kick him out of this meeting with your family. <laughs> like, you have to go. It has to he's be over. got to go. <laughs> but I would describe him as, like, he's like a regular degular handsome man, you mm-hmm. know? Like, he doesn't have—he doesn't—I mean— Rachel said this at the beginning. She's never dated anyone who made her laugh. And I feel like Tino, of all the men she's had on the show, is the most or the least likely to make her laugh, you Have know? Have seen
1: a single joke from this man? I can't no. think of any. I can't even think of many
3: times he's smiled, actually. Only when he's, like, looking longingly into her eyes and lying about his parents, you know? <laughs> he was, like, very smiley during the whole, like, my parents are going to be fine. They're going to like you soon, which I found to be also terrifying. Um, so I would res- describe him as like your average, he's sort of like the hot friend in like a nerdy friend group vibe mm-hmm. where he's like pretty mm-hmm. insecure. He seems very competitive. But the thing about the edit for me is like, I think you could read into Tino all of the opposite things Yeah, if you wanted to. Like you could take his sweaty... Breakouty thing is just, like, he's very stressed, he's worried, yeah. he's uncomfortable, or you could take it, like, he's spiraling, and, like, his, <laughs> his whole evil plan is falling apart. Um, yeah,
1: because I'm, like, I hate Tino. I've been saying that now yeah. for a few weeks. And, like, as I started thinking about it more, I was, like, do I hate Tino? I think I just, like, I don't like him, right. and I don't like looking at him, even yeah. though he's, like, objectively handsome. Yeah. But— I just, like, overall feel like I have no idea who he is. Like, now, because of the way the show has been edited, like, he does seem like some kind of soulless monster. But I'm like, is that just because they were trying to make him clearly a front runner so we wouldn't be expecting this meltdown over Avon? Like, I'm just very confused about what the narrative the show was trying to put together is. And that's why I thought your note was so good. And also why I was glad that we but we're going to talk about it because I feel like this is a very like bookish conversation of like what is the narrative and like what is the arc here? Yeah. And I actually have no idea. Like if I was yeah. trying to sum it up for someone who hasn't watched the season, like I think I would just say like everyone hates Rachel because she is no fun and all of her guys suck. I just yes. feel like I, I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Although I do, li- I do like like he seems great. So yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm very confused. Like, what would you say the na- Rachel's narrative is?
3: Okay. I would say Rachel's narrative is good girl on a power trip. <laughs> it Ooh, definitely like feels like, you know, from, from what's, I always call him Colton, from Clayton's season. Clayton, yeah, she show. was very much like the good girl, the down home girl. She was the girl we all thought he was going to pick until. Totally. It
1: was going to be her until it wasn't. I stand yeah. by it forever.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, she was very emotional. She was giving very sensitive. Um, like we sort of felt sorry. At least I did. I felt sorry for her. Like I was like, yeah, Gabby horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad she's not doing that. <laughs> but like it was like Gabby was like the badass girl. And then Rachel was like this poor girl who's like so sweet and so romantic and like poor girl. And so I feel like I came into that with her it seems very clear that Rachel wanted a redemptive arc for herself, and Mm -hmm. she is doing everything she can to, like, be in charge and be in control. And, like, it doesn't seem authentic to who she is based on what we saw last season. And I also think that the narrative of the show is so out of whack this season.
1: There is none. I I mean—
3: There's none at all. Yeah.
1: There's really—there is none. I will say, like, one thing that I wanted to dig into a little bit is Rachel when she was talking to her friends. I don't know if you saw this, but Tino's dad like posted something about like everyone's gonna be angry, everyone's gonna be sorry when they don't have me to rail against, and that means like Jesse Palmer, Sam Rubin in America. I'm paraphrasing here, but he Who like is Sam Rubin Is that know. her friend? Rachel's two friends were named um, okay, I think Sam and Nate. Okay, but then I went to her Instagram to see if she was following a Sam Rubin, and I didn't see one, so I don't. I don't know, <laughs> um, but I did think that like when she was talking to her two friends, I was like, "Is this the authentic Rachel? Is this like?" I, what I don't think so. Like, when do you th- what do you think was her most authentic moment? And I hate using that word because it's like yeah. so overused. It's like it's tant- tantamount to content, but I, don't, I can't think of a better one. When we were getting the best view into who she actually is,
3: I felt like the most like revelatory moment was when mm, good she was talking to her mom. And her mom was like, is he ready? And she's like, I mean, next time you see me, I could be engaged. And like, she really, about Aven. Sorry, this is mm-hmm. all about Avon. That was, I was moved by that and shocked by that. Not moved like to tears, but like it did something to me, which a lot, when I watch The Bachelor, a lot of the times I'm just like very cynical and I'm like, this feels fake. But in that moment, I was like, oh, this feels like a real emotion. Like this feels mm. like a real thing. Yeah. like she, Like she felt like she figured it out. Yeah, it felt like that was very much the answer. I also feel like, again, her probably most, like, real moment we've ever seen is the was the second breakup with Clayton. hmm mm-hmm. That day, like, when they were at the hotel, it was, like, the double breakup again. That yeah. day, I was like, oh, poor baby.
1: Uh, yeah, but- when she was just, like, it was total opposite from Gabby, where she was just, like, so broken. And it's funny you say that, because I think the other time that she's been, like, her true self is when she's just like weeping, telling Avon like she can't go any further, yes. and yes. I actually felt really sorry for her in that moment. I, I I was not I was not channeling my my um, <laughs> dispassion- passionate <laughs> feelings towards her in that time, but it does seem like she mostly emote or she emotes in a believable way at least mm-hmm. when she's crying, yeah, which is like both perfect for The Bachelor and also like hugely annoying. And yeah. I think especially when you're sharing the screen with Gabby, who is like seems to be having the most fun and most herself yeah. when she's yeah. laughing. It's yeah. really hard to take in. And I would say like similarly with Tino now, compared to Eric, and we're really gonna dig into this Eric Goggle oh, <laughs> and in a minute. But Tino also just seems so like rehearsed and mm-hmm like, overly fixated on, I don't even know what, I guess, just, like, winning. Winning. That it's just really, like, a tough, tough watch. Wait, I don't know.
3: Do you, Wait, do you know the other moment where I felt like Rachel was really authentic, and this was not in a good way, was when she was like, why are you yelling at me to yeah. Avon? That moment felt like real life in a way that was, like, Again, I was moved, but it was, like, Spidey sense. Like, it was, like, a Karen moment, right? Like, yeah. it was, like, it was, like, not— I don't want to say triggering because it wasn't, like, triggered, but it definitely was, like, whoa, that yeah. is a thing. And that felt like she was not faking the funk there at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, not a great moment.
1: Yeah, when she also was, like— at the, when they're parting in that t- in that fight, mm-hmm. I was just, like, this is very, like, recognizable. Mm-hmm. behavior of like mm-hmm. we're fine, we're fine, but we're not fine. Yeah, I I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't even. I don't and either. He, he was honest. He was like, I'm ready in my he's like, I'm ready in my life to make a commitment, but like we've known each other for two months.
3: Checks out. Yeah. And he was like, I I thought about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which like I think That if you want to be in a healthy, successful relationship, you have to be able to change your mind with your partner. Yeah. Like you have to be able to be like, you know what? I thought about this thing that we were going to do and I don't want to do it and like feel comfortable and safe saying that. And if you can't and it becomes like a huge issue with a major thing like that, like it's not like, oh, I changed my mind for dinner. It's like a major life commitment. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I didn't feel like he did anything wrong. I think the only thing you could maybe fault him for was that he, he what he didn't communicate that with her before he communicated it yeah. with the friends. I don't Which know that he had up. to be so honest with the friends. Yeah, I think he could have waited till their like last one on one and been like, "Hey," and laid yeah. it out because you don't want to hear. Like, I understand why Rachel was so embarrassed by that.
1: Yes, me too, completely. But yeah, the blindsiding is just like it's not a blindside. It's just yeah. not.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Also, it's like it's feelings. It's not like he's like dropped bomb of like, oh, I have a kid or like, oh, right. Right. Like something that's like information that he kept from her. It was something that could have authentically changed in the moment or like that could have realistically been a moment where he was like, I had some downtime. I wasn't filming every day. I don't know.
1: I think I think another thing that's just like feels so typical bachelor is just, like, the lack of screen time for Avon when, obviously, she was so into him. Like, it goes back to the original point that prompted this podcast of, like, what was the intention with the edit initially versus now? And because she clearly was really into him way more than any of us realized. And I had, like, discounted him the whole season Mm -hmm. Callie's really into him. I think he's really attractive. But I was like, okay, what? Like, what? I don't know anything about him. And, like, Salem? I was like, that's the worst possible date. So I was just like, who cares about this? But it just feels so typical Bachelor that he, you know, this man of color got, like, no screen time. And it's just, Mm -hmm. like, so frustrating. And then all this shit we're learning about Eric, and we're just like, so what the fuck? And so here's what we've learned about Eric in the last week, and I really regret that I didn't address this earlier in the week with Callie, but first of all, Eric is from Bedminster, New Jersey, and when he was in high school, he dressed up as Jimi Hendrix for Halloween, including um, wearing blackface, and a photo of that was printed in his high school yearbook, and Eric issued an apology, um, which we can talk about if, you know, what he should and shouldn't do, but I have to say, like, not letting Eric off the hook at all. The fact that a school within the last 15 years in this country was like, yeah, cool. We'll print this picture in our high school yearbook is so appalling to me. I'm just like, who are the adults and and like the teachers and administrators that allow this to happen? They should all be fired. That's like so fucking crazy. I that I I cannot get over it. Um, I'm curious what your reaction was to finding out about this.
3: Did I tell you about it? No, I told you about Eric's I knew about this. I knew about this. Um, Okay. I'm of a few minds of this. One is like, yes, the administrators. Come on. Like, you're the adults. These are high school children. These are children. They're under 18 for the most part. Maybe some of them are 18, the seniors. But like, your job is to protect these people from themselves. Like, you're a teacher. So that, hate And to also
1: say like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. But also to be like, this is wrong and here's why.
3: Yes, a thousand and, percent.
1: Yeah, not and not fucking print that photo. I
3: it is so
1: appalling. It's crazy.
3: It's very bad. I think that like for me, and maybe this is just because as a black person in America, I'm I'm jaded, you know, I've we've seen it all. I was less offended by this one. A teenage, I it was sort of how I felt about the Rachel Kirkinall thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is bad, and like you shouldn't be doing that and you know better. I know you know better, but I also am just like, okay, so you're racist. Like, it's not to me, it's not like when the governor of Virginia Virginia, was in blackface in his like medical school yearbook. Like, Eric is not implementing policy. He's not like doing things to other people. He's just an idiot who has racism, you know, running through his veins as most people in this country do. And I think that like, It's super embarrassing for him. It's super fucked up. You know, hey, it's 2011. Don't do blackface. You know what I mean? Like, I just like, yeah. But at some point, it just becomes like, I I think the thing that makes me the most upset is that I actually believe that this, that the Bachelor franchise thinks that this is good for the show. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise they would stop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It happens so frequently. And like, it reminds me, what it, what I always am called back to when these things happen and are still happening is Lee on Rachel Lindsay's season. Yeah. Like, yes. it's like you, it wasn't hard to find. And then, you know, it happened like the next time with Becca Kufrin and Garrett and he had horrible sexist things. And it's like, these things keep coming up and they always trickle out like as the show's getting going. And it's like, you could get in front of it or you could yeah. just not cast the person. And if it was in his yearbook, like how far are you guys even looking back? Like he's only what? 30?
1: Yeah, I think he's um 29 or 30. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think it's that's just, a I yeah. think that's a really good point because I was thinking about this. Like a lot of weirdly, a lot of people are, are recruited now through LinkedIn okay. and like dating apps and uh, people recommend them too. But that seems it seems like that's where a lot of the recruiting happens, which I guess like kind of makes sense because like the age of people who go on the show like aren't really on Facebook and right. they're not really on Twitter so whatever. So, I was just thinking like you know, if you are a casting person and this repeatedly happens, like at a certain point you change your protocol and you change how you cast. You're just like, like let's say maybe you couldn't account for someone's high school yearbook photo or you couldn't get your hands on it. Like, you know, they clearly aren't changing much of the process because they're they're having the same outcomes over and over right. again. And so I think what you're saying, is
3: like really hard to dismiss.
1: And, you know, it makes a lot of sense because
3: couldn't they just like also interview the people's like best friends from high school? Do you know what I mean? Like part of the interview process is just like, check in with Eric's bestie, Paul, you know? And like, Paul will be like, oh, like it'll be like, hey, what's the most embarrassing thing? Or are there any things that we should know about Eric? Any red flags? And you know, Paul will be like, yeah, so there's that one thing. Because I think my best friends would, would at least tell me to tell them and be like, hey, don't forget about that thing you did. Because like, what if that comes out, you know?
1: What if but, Paul though is like like Eric and doesn't see anything wrong with it? But it's true. Maybe, maybe that would come because I actually think that's more likely outcome because I think you're yeah. giving him way too much you're giving yeah. a, you're giving like anonymous people like way too much credit, unfortunately. That's true. But I do think in that conversation though, maybe you'd be like, Oh, this is a group of people who doesn't have like this kind of social awareness that we're now trying to bring
3: into the show or something like that. Maybe like you'd figure it out yeah. that way. Or just add it to the questions. Like do you have an STD? Have you ever done blackface? Have you ever worn another culture as a costume? Are there photos of that? Were they printed in your yearbook? <laughs> like, I, I feel
1: like... Isn't it depressing that that's like a legitimate recommendation?
3: Yeah, but I just... The fact that they're not doing that or that yeah. Eric lied about it. Yeah. I don't it's think, just I think they don't ask. I, don't, I think, don't think they don't... I think they don't ask.
1: Yeah. I I don't think that's a question that's asked because... um yeah, like you said, like, it just, it happens over and over and, like, clearly Lee was intentional with Rachel and that's, right. like, so sick. I don't know. It's, it's really, it's really rough. And then, you know, I also just, like, don't really know what to do with, like, Eric's two scandals now are one that he did, he wore blackface, black and one that he was seeing someone right before the show and, like, sent her a heartfelt message, like, right after the show, which came out in the last couple of days. And what, 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 With what has happened to Nate from this season and sort of the way that his character has, you know, has come into question as a result of him dating other people, I'm just sort of, like, these sort of, like, the scandals of, or, like, not even scandals, but, like, the revelations, to use your word, that people... Had other relationships that complicate going on the Bachelor gets like more attention than Eric's um, blackface photo, like including for me where I was like, oh right, I need to talk about these two things today, but like I forgot about the blackface photo. And I'm just sort of like, we've lost, we've lost our sense of of wrong yeah. and like what's more wrong than others. Not and it, and I don't. And it, as we always come back to, like the show just can't really handle this kind of thing. Like there's no. no, there's no way to litigate it in a way that's like productive, let alone satisfying or satisfying, let alone productive. Yeah. And so I'm just sort of like, I don't really know what to do, but I, here I am continuing to watch the show and talk about it. <laughs> that's
3: how I feel. Like I still watch every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I carve out my two hours. Um. I mean, so here's the thing about the Eric girlfriend mm-hmm. situation, which is... Is I feel basically identical about this as I do about the Nate thing. It's like, okay, they probably I just learned the, that into them.
1: I I feel similarly. Like I like, do I recommend that my friends date these men as a result? No. But like, am I incensed about it?
3: No. No, I really don't care. He broke up with her. Yeah. If he was like, hey, honey, I'm home, can't wait yeah. to see you, <laughs> I might feel differently. But he and in the last text to her that was like, I feel really bad about what I did. I and I, about I think about you. But I that doesn't necessarily, to me, I did not read that as like, I think about you and want to get back together. I read it as like, he feels guilty. Like he thinks yeah. about what he did all the time. Yeah. Not to apologize for Eric, because I truly do not care for that person. I don't like the mullet, if any, since we're talking about how people look sometimes on this <laughs> show, <laughs> I don't care for it. I'm going on record. Um, but to me, it's like, he did break up with her and maybe it's a little too close for comfort, but like, I don't know.
1: <sighs> I thought the worst part was his text messages were really lame. I was just like, this guy sucks. I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was just like, okay, so he admits in these texts if you, you know, take them to be true that, um, which I, I do, I'm not like trying yeah. to, you know, say this person who is apparently named Amanda. Um okay. uh, I'm not saying she's like lying or whatever, but, uh, when he says to her that, uh, I'll just read some of his messages. I know this isn't ideal, this being way on the show. I wanted to do this to see if there's something else I could do with my life. I really like you, Amanda. I don't think it'd be a big deal, but I understand how you feel. I'm sorry, and I understand if you don't want to see me anymore. And then he said, is isn't real, but you're right. I'm sorry, I didn't really think this all through. I didn't realize the implications. I'm sorry, I thought we could get on the same page about this. I really didn't mean, to, mean for this to hurt you. I mean, it's just like, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. And like, and then he says, I am not well, Amanda. You make me happy, but I'm deeply unhappy with myself. You're better off without me in the long run. Trust me. I'm but just then like,
3: she's like, we all hate ourselves. Like, you should yes. still be with me. I was like, okay, he's literally telling you he doesn't want to be with you. Like,
1: yeah, she, she then, by the way, she, sorry, I'm being really no, mean about ahead. Amanda, but she clearly like was like, I'm going to wait two hours to respond and I'm going to torture yeah. him. Because then he texts her, and then literally two hours later, she says, you don't get to tell me what I'm better off without. We are all unhappy with ourselves. We have the choice to choose someone who makes us a better version of ourselves. Apparently, in reality, Steve said they've only been, they had only been dating for like two months, so this is like a lot over a pretty yeah, new relationship. Just, but like, I just, I don't know. Eric also says to her next... I don't think I can be that for you until I figure out who I am. It's actually like pretty clear that he went on the show lost and like, yeah. not that I'm, I don't want to give him too much credit, but it is possible he like talked himself into Gabby or like, you know, in the bubble really fell for it. And then he was like, okay, I, I then, you know, maybe felt like this relationship was like filling a void. I mean, but I think frequently people mistake relationships for filling the void when it's like something else needs to be figured out. But, right. And let's not
3: forget that Eric was also dealing with the illness of his father. father. Yeah. And as a person who has lost a father when I was 25 years old, like, you don't, you do hate yourself a little bit and you do feel really lost. And it is a really difficult experience when your parent has a terminal illness, right? Like, it's not, it's different Not that it's any better, but it's different than a sudden death. There's a lot of, like, thinking and processing and, like, you have time to get in your head about mortality and your future and, like, who you're going to be and what your legacy— like, all these things that a 20-something isn't necessarily thinking about, which would make a new relationship very difficult and complicated.
1: Yeah, and also, like, what are your priorities? And, like, I also would just have to guess that it must be really hard to know, like, what. is selfish and what's not, and like yeah. what is like you know how should you be spending your time? Like I, yeah. I, I mean I, I, I can't even imagine what that's like. So clearly, I you know I actually feel bad for him in those texts instead of being mad at him. Yeah. But it's just sort of like I do feel like this is more likely to be addressed on part two of the finale yeah. than his
3: blackface photos. Um, I do think also the thing that was really kind of like irked me about Amanda's like long text was like, since we've already seen one of his apologies, I wanted to shed light on another. Not that they're the same. I was like, listen, Amanda, I find blackface considerably more offensive than a guy not being into you. (laughs) Like, I get that you're saying that he gave two (laughs) apologies, but like, I don't know, Amanda. It was two months. He didn't like you that much. I'm sorry. He should have not been a dick. He probably shouldn't have gone on the show but he did and he did break up with you and he didn't lead you along and he said, I can't be that. And like 20 something men suck, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I just think like going to like a bachelor spoiler person with like receipts is really. Uh, I hate it. It's I hate it too. But I I think also with his apology about his blackface photo, I will say I'm glad he apologized. I feel like that is (laughs) progress from the Rachel Kirknell disaster. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even know what Rachel intended or had wanted to do. I will say I feel like she has actually followed through on trying to like learn and be a resource. So, sure. you know, I I, I do that think means. Sure. <laughs> at least I feel like she's not just like moved on from this and forgotten it happened, which right. is good. Well, but, I've moved on from her and forgotten she happened. So I'm not really like, <laughs> I don't I don't keep up with them once I they're think, gone. Um my former co- co-host Jacoby was the same way. He was like, I drag their file to the trash and I move on. Yeah. Um I uh think they're happy about that. I think they actually don't want the attention, which is I guess good for the relationship. But I also like unfollowed Matt on all platforms because he's just like too active. And I was like, <laughs> not not just exercise why, but like why is but like posting. <laughs> He's also too active exercise-wise for me. But um, at least Eric acknowledged it in a timely fashion, which is like absolutely the lowest bar. I acknowledge that. But in terms of is anyone learning anything, at least there's a modicum of education happening and how how to proceed when you're on The Bachelor and you do something racist.
3: There's not an apology for it, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just like, I, I mean, I... I don't accept any apology for it. I just sort of have, I think the only thing that I accept is like, yeah, you did blackface and that's pretty fucked. Like, yeah. thank you for acknowledging. But like, I don't know. 2011, like, Not guy, my guy, like.
1: <sighs> yeah, I, I, I'm i with you. I actually like, I don't think the substance of the apology matters. It's one of the reasons no. why we read all these text messages. We didn't read that one. I'm just like, yeah. I, I don't think it really, I don't think the substance of it matters. And no. Uh, Thanks for apologizing. Yeah. And I, I like, hope you've changed. Also, yeah. I, I hope you acknowledge your, your racism to your point. I think most people have it and you figure right. out what to do with it once you once you've acknowledged
3: it. So don't get it printed in your yearbook.
1: <laughs> I don't know. This I mean, it's also just like you know, Bedminster is made famous by Trump having a golf course
3: there. Right. So Well, do you know the other thing that's a little interesting about this? And I find this very interesting on the show, is that Gabby is mexican her mm-hmm. mother is mexican and it really has not come up no not once not the first latina bachelorette not he- claire's Le- mother is also mexican oh but also never came up
1: yeah like, she claire would bring it up excuse me right. not uh, claire and tasha i believe both have latina mothers
3: um oh, they both that's did. right tasha does that's right yeah
1: but and excuse me not claire claire mentioned it for sure but Taisha brought it up. Um, I think actually on Higher Learning with Van and Rachel, right? Because she's not black. She, she, yeah, she was like, right. "I'm my mother's Latina." So yeah, I have feelings so that, about that as well.
3: But we won't do that today. Um, <laughs> but what but, but, with, but with Gabby, it's never come up on the show, and I know she has a difficult relationship with her mother, and that's complicated and all of that. But a white man doing blackface, who is the presumptive winner. In a relationship with a woman it's of like color, the presumptive air, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> there's something about that dynamic that also feels extra icky mm-hmm. because she is a woman of color, and it's like, okay, well, it sort of reminds me a little bit of the Becca Garrett situation, where it's like, Becca right. was like, you know, this feminist person. Well, sure. that's sort of that's how she sort of came off on the show. Like, we knew that about her because people were very like, how is this going to work out with them? From the beginning, and then like when we found out about yeah. his likes or whatever his weird, yeah. and, was, and then he was anti-immigrant involved. among other and, things. Yeah. Anyways, so I don't know. I do think that that added layer of Gabby's ethnicity also makes me a little like don't feel great about that for her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think also just like something you're you're getting at is all of these instances that we have referred to are um, like not. uh it's it's like overt racism and overt ignorance, but in like unfortunately commonplace ways, and so I yeah. think as a result, there's not like a huge scandal the way there was with Chris Harrison when he was defending Rachel Kirk and like talking over Rachel Lindsay. So right, it's just like and and again like I I don't think that Jesse Palmer or anyone is equipped to like have no. this conversation with Eric and Gabby on Tuesday. So I no. I kind of I, I hope they don't. I'm just like no one wants that because as you right. said what's there to say other than Eric fucked up and I hope he's, you know, I hope he's writing his wrongs in yeah. private.
3: Yeah. No, it's true. And yeah, there's not there's nothing to say. And Jesse's not equipped. And don't bring back Emmanuel Acho either, because I did not think that he was equipped either. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just not equipped. I think fan a lo- of him. I think a lot
1: of people agreed with you. I thought it was oh, uh, whatever. Um, we can talk about that another time as well. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Jesse Palmer? I'm the number one cheerleader. Just I know you, what are. you think.
3: I really feel that you have like infected me with the Jesse Palmer bug because I really like him. Um, He's but, just
1: good at his job, Tracy. I didn't
3: yeah, infect I, you with anything. Can I, I tell you? I don't know that I cared about him, but then you were so gung-ho. And I feel like I was like, well, I mean, I don't have strong feelings, so I'll be team Jesse. But like another <laughs> Bachelor podcast that I listen to and I love is the Two Black Girls, One Rose. And they mm-hmm. refer to him as the man that stole Taysha and Claire, uh, and Caitlin's job. So like, oh, it's, they're, they're the opposite. They're like, they think he's like a total dud. I think the job is a thankless job. I think it's a job for sort of a dud person. Like, I don't think you're going to have your most charismatic, exciting person do that job because you'd have to rewrite it. I think Jesse is a definite step or five above Chris Harrison. And I think <laughs> that he is, I prefer him to Tasha. I found her to be very wooden, but yeah. I, I don't love him, but like, I don't hate him. Was very, very excited about the French. Loved the French. (laughs) Me too. And I do have a slight conflict of interest because I do have a friend who dated him years ago.
1: Whoa! At Florida or
3: what? Uh, In New York City after Florida, but a long time ago. When he
1: was on the New York Giants, the New York football Giants.
3: I think it was after his football career. I think he'd started broadcasting Wow. And he uh, yeah, that's all I'll say. Don't want to give away too much information. Oh my god. This is <laughs> this is amazing. I'll be asking about that later.
1: Um I, for me, he for me, he has saved the season. The way that he talks to Rachel is so funny to me. I'm not sure if he's trying to be funny, but the way where he's like, it's your call. Like when he just he he's takes the the football euphemisms, but like makes them funny instead of annoying. And like he's yeah. just like he's like the he's like QB2. As a host, and like best possible scenario, not like Matt Saracen, but like
3: as like you know your SEC backup quarterback as, yeah. as host, and I don't, yeah, I love it. I think he's doing a great job. I just think that the job is like, yeah, it's I mean, not a used job. to do the used to do the <laughs> screen time. It's like thirty seconds. Like there's not a lot to like love or hate. I know. Um, I will say
1: to Jesse's credit, unlike Chris Harrison, Jesse has been in every episode of oh. all of the seasons so far. Whereas, like Chris would not appear in some episodes in, in his later days. So yeah, there, Chris there is busy. that. There is that. But <laughs> um, so, is there any way in which you could like Tino? I mean, Eric, we've just written off Tino. Could could you do you see yourself having any kind of reversal with him? I will I will I regret to tell you the finale is 3 hours on Tuesday. Are you kidding? And I unfortunately I'm not. Uh also <laughs> sucks because it's live. So oh, that'll be a late okay. night for me and Callie, but anyway. Oh, no. Um is there any way which you could
3: like Tino by the end? Okay, wait. I'm going to say a crazy thing here. What? I actually still after the blackface and the girlfriend like Eric more than Tino.
1: Oh I did too. I've just like written
3: him off as like someone I could
1: actively be like, "Yep,
3: cool." Yeah, but he's done. Tino, he's not getting a follow on social
1: if that's the question. Definitely not. Tino, None of them are.
3: Tino. You know what? If Tino really unleashed his true inner villain, I mm. could maybe get behind Tino. Mm. Sort of like how I felt about Greg. I did not care for Greg at all. I found him to be weird and I annoying and I didn't like him. But yes, when Greg just went full like stonewalled Katie, I was like, "Oh, now this I can get behind."
1: Yeah, so we like T- we want the drama. We want yeah. the extreme. Um, That's exactly right. At, at time of recording, Eric has one hundred and seven thousand followers on
3: Instagram, and wow. Tino has
1: thirty-eight. I'm honestly surprised by that. I, feel, I thought that like maybe early on he would have gotten more. Interesting,
3: but the, but the the whole Instagram thing is over for all of these people. I think like, it's
1: over and we're just old. Like I, I, I guess I should see like what's up on TikTok, but then, then it would make noise on my phone. Yeah, I don't,
3: I, I don't TikTok that. either. An elder, um, but like, and <laughs> in, in the heyday, remember what's her face? Hannah had like a million followers by the end of her season. Hannah
1: and Tyler, I think yeah. both have two million. I mean, Tyler like, Cameron's holding strong at two point two, and Hannah Brown. I mean,
3: she's, she's at two point seven. Right. But that's I hate Hannah, that's Hannah Brown. Pa- Yeah, same. That's past that whole ship has yeah. sailed.
1: Yeah, that, that everything it's been down hell since then altogether. One thing people have been saying on the internet is that Eric is reminding them of Jed because Jed oh. also had a girlfriend, but it was a really different situation. Her name was Haley. She's now married to Hannah Brown's I saw brother. This. <laughs> Just psychotic. So weird. Um, it's like a Tino move. It's like, you know. Yeah. It's
3: like keep her close. Hannah was like, you have to marry her so that we always know what she's up to. She ruined my life.
1: Yeah, seriously. Um, I I actually definitely prefer Eric to Jed, even
3: with the blackface. Yes. I really disliked
1: Jed. Everyone did. Everyone. I think also because he was up against.
3: Tyler uh, up against Tyler I was like yeah, and
1: how could even, this and he said and sang. we didn't hate Pilot Pete at the time he was just like a goofy no. guy that she had sex with like no. who cares four so.
3: times but I remember know. Jed the, the fucking singing Jed
1: the singing was horrible his brown suit it was all his bad boots
3: he was wearing the yeah, stupid seriously. boots it
1: was a bad look
3: um, I don't know that there's anything Tino could do besides just like destroy just like full blazing guns like the whole just like a real disaster otherwise I I think he's done for. He's done. I don't think we'll hear from him again. I don't see him, like... You don't think he'll go to Paradise and just be sweaty uh, in Like, Paradise? next year?
1: I'm, I'm assuming he, he does win based on their after, like, right. post-show teaser stuff. So it would have to be next year. I could see Tino dating someone from Bachelor World, but not mm. to Paradise. Like, I could who? see him getting... Um, I don't know, like, someone else who lives in Southern California. Like, I... Like just like someone else in the mix, like a, a like a a lesser star from Bachelor Nation, but like someone who maybe also is like disliked or something. I don't know who what was exactly. The, what's
3: the girl from, who was on Paradise? Um, people hated her, but I really liked her. Very brash Asian gal. Tammy? Tammy. Yes. She might be too much for him.
1: Yeah, I think she's got like too much personality. I think that he, I don't know. I just, Shanae. I just feel like,
3: no way. The ultimate villain.
1: Shanae, no way. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know who, but I just feel like I could see him dating someone yeah. like that we know or like from like a
3: different reality show or something like that.
1: Yeah. So. He's going
3: to, I think he's going to stick around because he seems to want it too bad.
1: Yeah. And I guess I, I do, you know, I do think that he's like pretty committed to his fundraising for, for charity. So yeah, you know, that's good. There's that. Yeah. Well, we'll find out if you enjoyed hearing from Tracy, please check her out on Stacks and follow the Stacks Pod on Instagram. Anything else we should mention about you, Tracy?
3: No, I my show's about books. It's not nearly as uh, dramatic as this. I know I
1: we've <laughs> got a lot of we got a lot of book readers. Yes, if you podcast. like books,
3: come listen to my podcast. We have a good time. Juliet was on. I had so a great time. Hear. We had a we had a blast. Um, no, you should read Love Marriage. Me. Have I told you about that? No. I think you might like that, actually. Okay. You did Um, send me some book. I can't remember what it was. I think I told
1: True Biz. Oh,
3: yeah. I have it. it. I have it.
1: It's it's a hit. It's definitely one of the best books of the year. It's really interesting about language, too. It's like I feel like even if you don't love fiction, I learned a lot from it that I didn't know. And it's just because it's about um, a deaf boarding school. There's a lot about sign language. And I I really learned a lot. And it made me think about language differently. It was very, very great. I I just loved it. Um, And if you liked it Sarah Novich has another book So you could read too Oh okay I love that Yeah uh, Thank you to Bobby Wagner For stepping in And editing this podcast this week Callie and I will be back After part two Of the most dramatic finale ever I just want to note And then we really are signing off Three hours is coming Tuesday And they went 15 minutes over this week I mean for what? To have Zach The Wafer Appear on stage I mean it, A nightmare It's too long Truly On that note, have a great weekend. Talk to you on Tuesday night.